Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Open your hearts! Loosen your butts! It's time for Couples Therapy! Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situationships and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex, regrets, so feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's up, up, up. everyone and welcome to couples therapy my name is andy and my name is naomi we're a real life couple a real life couple of comedians and on couples therapy we answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners naomi how are you we're a beacon of light in these dark times how are you doing honey i'm older i'm wiser you guys i'm on the other side of my birthday so maybe i'll get out of the depths of despair because i was really saying this is the end i'm officially middle-aged no, I don't know if my it's body is deteriorating. <laughs> I don't know if it's your lamictal or if it is being on the other side of this. But I've noticed a, a renewed zest for life. Really? <laughs> well, it's like literally only been three days since my birthday. I don't know if I feel zesty. Well, okay. Let's just say this. It's, I, maybe it's not a zest. Maybe it's not like you've taken the entire lemon peel and zested mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, but maybe mm-hmm. we've gotten a couple little pieces off of the lemon peel. And that was better than before when you were just eating the lemon peel and throwing the lemon out. Wow. Okay. Well, I don't know if I follow the metaphor, but I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I don't feel it internally. <laughs> but great. Great. You know, look, there's still a pile of laundry that needs to be assessed. The issue, you guys, I have with the laundry is that, like, once it's done and folded, I physically do not have the room to put it anywhere. Like, I don't know where the laundry goes once it is folded because all of my drawers are full. All the drawers are full. The closet is stuffed. Okay? No, don't send me links. Don't tell me where to buy boxes. Okay? I know what those are. 
there's already stuff under the bed. Okay? Okay? So sometimes it's just easy enough to do the laundry. Or if you are a very wealthy listener, you could gift us with a million dollars or more. (laughs) And we could buy a house instead of our modest two bedroom. You know, I'm always hoping for some sort of, you know, kindly older Caucasian to take me under their wing. I'm looking for, you know... A blind side without the abuse and manipulation. Yeah. You know, uh, where they don't steal your money. Like yeah. they did to that poor boy. But, well, remember. You know, in Tuesdays with Maury scenario, just someone who I can just get close to, and then they say, you can stay in my home after I pass. I'll put it in writing. <laughs> yeah. What's that thing where you can gift stuff in your will to universities and things like mm-hmm, that? Mm-hmm. Can we set that up for podcasts? Is that bequeath? Bequeath? When you bequeath something? <laughs> yes, but there's a specific word for it. Because when I worked at NYU in development. Oh, yeah, that's all about getting people to bequeath. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to bequeath, folks. You got to bequeath the, your favorite podcast host. That's... <laughs> Look, what's a university going to do with it? Just nothing. Uphold racism. Nope. That's all these that. universities are doing these days. Oh, yeah, we're taking a hard pivot to the right, by the way. And you guys, we are going to dismantle it. We're going to dismantle racism <laughs> if you give if you bequeath something to us. Okay, that's that's the energy there. Um, Andy, I think we need to address, um, you know, the people have spoken uh-huh. in a lot of areas. And this is your time to address the rumors, address the haters, uh, call out your supporters well, in a lot of areas. As you know, Naomi, the haters will become my waiters at the table <laughs> of success. This is no, no, we've never really had a huge reaction. We do these ad reads, right? Yeah. We've never had a huge reaction to them. I usually do them. You usually do them. Yeah. Uh, We did one for Trojan last week. You refused. (laughs) You said, I'm not reading this. I mean, you guys have neck. I'm neck. I will not. I was like, what? And of course, Andy was like, I'll do it. Yes. As a sex nooch. Uh, I had no problem reading. Well, I had my problem reading it. I did have to pace around and be like, it's just say it. Just say it. (laughs) But we've never had as big a reaction to an ad read as we did with that. So many people texting me (laughs) being like, this is great. Really? Yes. Friends being like, wow, what an ad read, Andy. (laughs) They were really calling you out because they were noticing like, wow, you're doing it. And you guys, when Andy says, you know, he's pacing around, he has to get himself psyched up. That's not about the prod product okay we support a condom and the use of condoms yeah it is just that as i it was funny because i even got a dm that was like i did not have andy reading about trojans on my bingo card and then at one point you said do i like saying the word raw (laughs) no (laughs) i don't it's not great i don't even like saying it with like crudités right 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 right. Mm, you prefer to say celery uncooked you prefer the uncooked (laughs) carrot yeah yeah (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So I just wanted to say uh, to everyone that supported me in reading this, thank you so much. And he'll keep them coming. Also, he'll keep them coming, guys. I think this is so funny. So many people also had reactions when we talked about like how many mashed potatoes I ate Yeah. for, and that's the correct way of saying that phrase, how many mashed potatoes, because that's how you quantify mashed potatoes. Andy, I'm not judging. I understand. Okay. You know I don't need it parsed out. I get it. Naomi, I'm essentially I know. Paul Giamatti from The Holdovers. Oh, my okay? God. Did y'all see The Holdovers yet? We watched it last night, and I said, if that ain't Andy in 20 years. <laughs> These vulgarians. <laughs> so, <laughs> by the way, this year, just as a side note, we've never gotten good screeners. Every once in a while, they'll send us a movie. 
that's still in the theaters. Yeah. But mostly they just send us stuff that we can see on any of the streaming services that we subscribe to. Mm-hmm. This year, so many movies that are in the theaters so that we don't have to go to the theaters. Exactly. Which we're not going to go anyway. We just wouldn't see the films. But now we get to. But now we get now to. Now we get to. So we're really digging in. It's just in time for the holidays. We get to watch some screeners, have some movie nights on the weekend. And it's really making me feel like I'm up with the culture. Yeah. So, okay. Remember when I was talking about mashed potatoes and how how, how much Yes, and it was I actually ate. me who brought it up because I was truly floored by the amount that your stomach could hold, especially in light of what small meals you have normally. Yes, and that's not even, you know, in the past. I could pack away so much more. But people responded for some reason. They felt it. They felt it. You connected. They left so many comments on Spotify, on on <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Someone left a review that just said, I fully believe in and support Andy's mashed potato consumption. Exclamation mark. Five stars? Yes. Five stars. Beautiful. Beautiful. Five stars on brand, it says. Which is <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So anyway, I want to thank everyone for the support. Yeah. Both for my ad read and my mashed potato consumption. Right, right. Makes me feel seen. You're being lifted up in community. This is why it's important to have a community, to have people around you holding you in their hearts. You know what I mean? Telling you it is okay. We see you. We support you. Yeah. That's what we mean when we say we're all in this together. Yeah. When I first watched The O.C. and Seth Cohen as a as a white Jew into indie rock and comic books. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is representation, finally. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Finally, I'm being seen. From that moment on, oh, it's all I craved. Right. Because right. I knew it was possible. Right. I knew right, it was possible right, right, right. for me to be seen in media. Now, for me to you be in media. A, a better world was to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. Uh, wait, we got to tell them. We got to remind them, honey. Oh, sure. T-shirts, honey. folks. We have new T-shirts. Softer, new colors. Yeah, a light blue, a light purple. One is the Couples Therapy logo, but now it's added with Naomi and Andy. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got to associate our names with the brand, honey. <laughs> then we also got one that says, Jeez. gotta miss a bitch, <laughs> but it's like a new, lighter color. It's gorgeous. These T-shirts are soft. And today... Tuesday, December 12th is the last day to pre-order, okay? Because you want to get that stuff in time for Xmas, okay? Because this, by the time you hear this, you know, Hanukkah is passed. So it's, you can do a belated Hanukkah gift. Okay. You can even drop a Kwanzaa gift, okay? But actually, any holiday. is Arbor Day is coming up. true. I mean, look, you know I got to shout out to Kwanzaa, okay? Any and all time. Sure. Any and all times. But the point is, today's the last day to get that pre-order. If you don't make it today, it'll just come a little bit later. But again, it's still your tea. It's still yours. It's still a beautiful gift for the person in your life, okay? Maybe you give it to someone you're close to. You give them a shirt that says, gotta miss a bitch. And that's your way of saying, (laughs) I'll see you in two weeks. Yeah. You never know. The possibilities are endless. Speaking of fun things, holiday times, ways to celebrate, we will be doing a Zoom for all the members of the Patreon on Friday, December 29th, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, honey. Look, the 29th, you will have had family time, holiday time, too much time with some folks. So come to the page, all right? Bring us your questions. Bring us your venting. If you want to (laughs) come, bring us a primal scream because you done had it with some folks, bring that to the page. I'll probably be in pajamas, all right? That whole week, it's a pajama jammy jam. So come through, again, if you are a member of the Patreon, if you want to connect over the holidays, that is Friday, December 29th, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Can I tease us? There might be a special guest. 
We might have a special guest. We might. We might have a special guest. Just think about that. Just think about that. And Naomi, that- where can someone sign up for the Patreon? Well, honey, they can go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. And what, what else? Besides just like every once in a while we'll do a hangout and some other stuff. You'll do stand up. What, what, what's the actual thing that we promise people? Well, honey, we give you two bonus apps. Two bonus apps for the price of a cup of coffee. All right, $5, two bonus apps. We get in there, we spill tea. I'm also thinking in the new year, we're going to be adding a little more things to the Patreon, a couple more side things. I don't know, just pitching, you know, Andy's music reviews. Just pitching, <laughs> Naomi yelling about a bad movie she's seen. Just some times where we can maybe just give you where we're at. All right, have a good time. Little bits and pieces, little bits and pieces, little snacks, little trinkets for the page. <laughs> but that's, you okay. know, 2024. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And you know who else is just saying? What? Our wonderful guest. Oh, my God. Okay, this was fun. Okay, this guest, this was our first time for both you and I, like, talking to them, getting into it. Yes, we saw them in Joyride over the summer. And, yes. And loved their performance. Right. And then we were like, we got to meet. And then also, I'll say for me, this might be the youngest person I've ever spoken to. <laughs> ever, period. Ever in life. The youngest person I've ever spoken to in my whole life. Um, you've already heard their dulcet tones. We are talking about the one, the only, the iconic Sabrina Wu. Sabrina is an actor, comedian, and writer in New York City who was named a comic to watch this year by Vulture and Variety. Okay, Mm. Andy, can you handle it? The Tastemakers. You can see them in the movie Joyride, as we said, where they are very hilarious. And right now, you can watch their set on Netflix's Verified Stand-Up. And that's a great roundup of a bunch of comics, but their set is really funny. Yeah. So, I uh, would... Who else? Robbie Hoffman? Dulce Sloan? Asif Ali... Giamarco Therese. There are a lot of great people doing sets. Sabrina is one of them, so make sure to check them out. And without further ado, roll it. Now, actually, I want to use this actually to get into my first thing. So, Sabrina, you know, as Andy said, your stand-up was like, you know, you come out loud screaming, which you know I relate to. You know I love a scream. Yes, and of course, what we need to know is how much did you get paid for the Netflix set? <laughs> That's the real question. No. Did my, everyone get paid the same? That's the other Yes, part. it was non-negotiable to my, <laughs> Absolutely. To my chagrin. Yeah. <laughs> but, but no, I'm sorry, that was, I was not serious. That's but my question is sort of... um. I was then, serious. <laughs> All no, right, and I love that. No, no, no. No, no, no. Cause I, but, then, but then you were like, you know, like when I'm talking, I'm actually kind of flat and sort of like and the 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 difference there. Like I kind of am curious without like we're not trying to go down a stand up rabbit hole, but I'm just more curious as to the decision to be louder and bigger on stage and not necessarily in life. OK. That makes sense. All right. That I mean, I all right. My brain is already breaking. It's not <laughs> oh, like, oh, no. Ah, ah. It's not like I am never loud. It's yeah. it's anytime I have a passion, I will emote and arguably too much. But I think sometimes like, you know, if you're asking me to like promote an ad or like if I'm doing press and someone's like, and how important is your movie? Then I start to get a little flat because I'm lying, you know, like right. <laughs> I'm sort of like, I just, I hate lying uh, uh, quite a bit. And I mm-hmm. think, um, the flatness gets me through it where I don't feel like I have to pretend to be an earnest person. I like that, you know, does that make sense? It's not like, I just think my standup tends to be the things that I am actually pretty upset about or have strong yeah. feelings toward. And so I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
channeling that. But also, you know, I think Vulture released this, um, has that list that they released and the article did call me hyperactive and known to you. It, it said known to use every decibel known to man. And I, <laughs> I had such a breakdown over it that I was like, fine, I'll be deadpan if that's what they want. And so, you know, I, I really, it's just, um, does that make sense? I guess what I'm saying is everything is a performance. Like, I don't really know when I'm on or off. Well, okay. well, okay. well, Judith Butler here. We're talking <laughs> with everything's a performance. I see. Here's a real question. <laughs> no, I'm a gender essentialist. <laughs> uh, the real question is, after your representatives and your lawyer got their cut and taxes, <laughs> how it. much was left? I don't Wrong. like when he sticks to a bit and I say, <laughs> we're done with it. I said, no. Well, okay. Let's then. Okay. Let's but wait. No, I actually want to go back to the lying thing. Cause that, that's where my ears perked up. You said you don't like lying. Is it a uh, ethical thing? Is it, I don't want to keep track of this lie <laughs> so that it doesn't blow up in the future kind of thing. Um, it's, it's actually like, it, it might be an ethical thing, but my most honest answer is like, it genuinely feels like bad in my body. Like I find it to be taxing yeah. to have to do it. So, you know, and then press can be just so it's so long that I, if I had to sustain that level of like, Oh my God, it is so nice to meet you. Yes. <laughs> Miami is hot. Like if I had to do that all day, I, I would die. So it is like a self-preservation thing. Like it's too uh -huh. tolling. But I do care a lot about, on some level, I care a lot about being relatively good. So I'm sure mm -hmm. that that's why it actually physically hurts me. And yeah. Naomi, you're also someone who I think of as like, you have a wide range. Like, you're not always yelling. You're, you're definitely, like, you're not really, like, I feel like, you know what I'm, do you know what I'm saying? No, you of course. Also have you said, this, it, you said yeah. I have the range and that's gorgeous <laughs> yeah. and I'll take it. <laughs> But it's more, but no, I, I think that like, I, I guess for me, or at least I feel that there is not much of a difference between stage me and life me, you know? And I certainly know a lot of performers who are people who very much turn it on, right? Like, it's like, I am on stage now and I'm going to do something different. And so I was curious if that was something for you. Like it was a conscious thing for you, but that, that's why I was asking that question because I always feel like I'm like, I think I'm kind of the same difference. And then I just get the <laughs> microphone and just <laughs> monologue. Okay, I have my real answer now. Now that we've processed it, I figured it out. It's that I'm my real self on stage with a microphone and then only with people I'm extremely comfortable with. And then everything in between, I am terrified and like extremely flat and I give very little. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay, so is that you preserving energy? Because I know that when I'm flat, I've been really thinking about this since stop uh, pointing andy's really got his index <laughs> finger going i like it. you're like a little conductor mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the world is my orchestra <laughs> so i've been i i've been thinking about a lot in the last uh, 10 years therapy so start of therapy to now okay has been about how i come off to the world uh -huh. all right well wh how's the world see me because uh and i realized that i think a lot of the time when i'm like I have a flat affect. It is I'm preserving energy or I don't have the energy to give. So now, for right now, look, I've had a Diet Coke. All right. I've got, <laughs> I got a little caffeine in my system and I'm giving, I'm giving it my all. All right. You're hearing, you're hearing 
First of all, you're hearing Mabel do her little, I just drank water, and now uh, it went in my nose, and now I'm going, ha, 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 in the background. But you're also hearing me emote fully. You're hearing the full Right, range, the presence. You're here. Presence. You're here now. Yes. The, the <laughs> density of my being. When this podcast ends, is it the case where, like, the second you hit stop recording, you become eerily silent? <laughs> <laughs> yes. When we turn off the Zoom... It will then it it leaves my like a spirit, yeah. like like I've been exercised. Uh-huh. Like, I'm, like, I'm like I'm dead, and it's just like funny because you know Andy and I, obviously like we work together, we do stuff, but there'll just be times where I'm like, I ain't got it for you right now. Meaning, like the energy to be, you know what I mean, like to be honestly a decent human being, but I'll be like I can't do it. So that so that was my preface to the question for you which is is that what's going on for you yeah it is it's definitely energy preservation but are you when you say the people i'm really comfortable with and people in between are we those people now not yet andy we gotta earn it i can tell sabrina's the type of person that says you gotta earn it so we just have to take that time oh what i'm giving everything i can right now no 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 not that you're not giving you're giving but like what i was you know when you were saying about how with people you're really comfortable with or kind of on stage, but I'm wondering kind of what it takes for you to get comfy with somebody. Is it like, okay, we're going to get together and like have a conversation where we kind of break the dam or is it like, I've known this person for 10 years and now, and that's why we're comfortable. No, I'm, it has nothing to do with time. It is strictly just vibes. It's almost instant. I pretty like, you know, like it's just some people you're like, Oh yeah, I trust them. Yeah. And then, and it actually directly correlates with, um, it, it is just like, oh, are, do they have any artifice or do they have tact? Like, if so, then I, I can't trust them. Right. But, you know, <laughs> but, oh, wow, they said three things that would really bite them in the ass if they were being recorded. I love this person. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah. I like when people, like, for, and Andy and I, we agree on this where I'm like, when someone's like too cool, like r- kind of reserved. I automatically assume they hate me. Mm-hmm. And I, I project my insecurities on them. Yeah. And they could just be a person who is quiet, right? Like, they're just a person who's like, yeah, I'm here. I'm taking it in. I don't have to, like, show you what I'm feeling. Whereas I'm like, hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my good time, girl. You yeah, know? yeah. We're emotionally vaudevillian. Okay. I I need to, I'm, I don't know how I would feel if I met you two in person right away. <laughs> The vaudevillian is like, I might, I, <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's too much tact. It, it might not even be tact. It's just too much. It's, yes, yes, it's, yes. Yes, yeah. Well, it's, I'm not, I'm not coming at you performance style. I don't believe in like taking, or I work very hard. I don't want to suck the energy out of a space, but it's more, I don't know. It's just like a feeling I get. Like when somebody is like withdrawn I'm like, oh, I want to crack that nut. I want to crack <laughs> it, you know? And it's like, why can't I just leave that person alone? Do you know oh, I mean? no. Um, I do, well, I, yes, I actually am an egg that people have tried to crack. And I, I changed my answer because I'm like, and I've listened to your, you know, I've listened to your podcast. Like, you're right. You, you guys are good listeners. Like, you know, you're not like talking just to like talk at someone or perform at them and suck, suck the energy. You're trying to crack open that person, get them to open up. Like you are, you know. Thank yeah. you. You're not annoying. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's, highest compliment. Yeah, yeah. That's the highest. Honestly, as someone who grew up 
very annoying to hear as an adult to hear someone say you're not annoying really does give me a uh, soothe my my soul well good i mean it (laughs) okay now let's just talk about do you have a relationship with therapy are you do any of that kind of like internal work yes i i have been in therapy since i was like 16 17 um and i've actually been there was a small break but otherwise i've been with the same therapist since i was like in high school so really long-term therapist wow that's a that's a good one because i feel like because you change so much right from like high school to now where you're like i need something else but like y'all are really going through it yeah i know sometimes i'm like am i too attached to her like uh but but i really i and she is a white woman like i love this white woman like so <laughs> much do you ever like and it, and i i have found it really helpful that i've known her for a long time sometimes i'm like you know it's like you change so much that it's nice to have someone that's like that has actually bared witness to all of it. And I don't have to like, I don't know. One nice thing is I'll be like, Hey, you know, my parents weren't that nice to me growing up. Right. (laughs) And she would have been there to be like, yeah, no, they were not. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Well, yes. Okay. So wait, what prompted at 16? What prompted you to go into therapy in the first place? I just, I unfortunately was like, just really, like some combination of like anxious, depressed. And then I had, I had PTSD when I was 16 and that just made everything worse. And then, and then I was, I, I was, um, I don't know. It was, it was, yeah, it was very dramatic. Like the school had like English teacher and the guidance counselor called my parents to be like, your child needs therapy like ASAP. Cause they're, um, unwell to the point of we're a little bit afraid of their safety. And then my mm-hmm. parents who just like, were not, equipped to handle like those kinds of talks drove to the school and I like and you know I was informed after the fact and so I found out as school was ending that my parents were called and so I like walked into the parking lot and my parents were there and they yelled at me from a distance like hey and I was like oh mom dad like why are you here just wondering how you are and then I said I was fine (laughs) Uh, and they were like, okay. And I was like, uh, I'm going to go to the mall. And they were like, that's fine. <laughs> like we just kind of screwed. And then, and then eventually, you know, we, we got the therapist, but it was just, yeah. No, no, no. Um, we got it. We got it. No, yeah, we yeah. got to stop. Yeah. Eventually we got go. the therapist. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Dig in. Sorry. I'm like, <laughs> I gotta dig in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm extremely uncomfortable, but that isn't, um, never take that as a sign that I'm not willing to share everything, you know, just whatever. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. They just left. Hold on. <laughs> this day after school, they're like, all right, see you later. And then they just went back to work or went home or whatever. You know, I think actually years later, they told me that they sort of tailed me to the like suburban mall and then like saw that I actually did go in. And mm-hmm. then we're like, OK, so, so Sabrina's uh, actually at the mall. Yeah. They're like, oh, they're going to coconuts. OK, we can go home. <laughs> coconuts. coconuts still exist. No, coconuts. I feel like you might not. Even- you were. Yeah. You were. <laughs> do you even know what coconuts is? I just realized that you are so much younger than us. <laughs> That CDs might not have existed <laughs> <laughs> when you were in high school. Okay, I so I su- 
I sort of fake laugh, but I also sort of laughed at the imagined coconuts. I sort of just pictured like some kind of Hawaiian themed, like, you know, department store. It's, it was a CD was store, a CD which is store. even worse. Yes. It was like, why are you called coconuts? Coconuts. And you sell If CDs. I would have said Sam Goody, would that have worked? That does really actually a lot less for me. I don't know if I would have <laughs> even laughed. <laughs> coconuts is like, oh, funny word. <laughs> so Okay, but when you guys, so how, what was it? When you meaning in terms of like we finally got the therapist, did your parents come to you and go, We found a person, go, or was it a conversation where you sat down with them and were like, This is where I'm at? Because and I say this to somebody who you know, and I've said this on previous episodes, you know, when I was younger and I was like, I need therapy, my mom took it personally and took it as like Yes, you even said you, you literally said it in well, when we were talking to Alexis. Right. You guys so were that's commiserating that's, over it. Yeah. So I'm just asking kind of like what was their reaction and kind of what was it to physically like, you know, to find the person and get there? Have you met any people of color that have been like, my mom took it so well. Like, <laughs> did, is that, has that happened? I'm like genuinely curious. I know. I know. Well, some uh, of them. I'm racking my brain. I don't think so. Yeah. I'm like, what, what the fuck is this leading question? No, she didn't feel that way. <laughs> she took it extremely personal. I mean, I'm, I'm honestly, I guess I jumped ahead even in the story. Cause I'm like, I'm, I'm not even ashamed, but I am just like, sorry, this is too much. I'm, um, my parents knew that I needed a therapist like five years prior because just every time I went to a summer camp, like, look, I was, uh, how do I, there's no delicate way to say it. You know, I had major self-harm vibes. Everybody knew. And, Mm. and, and what's, what's awesome is that I turned out so delightful, you know, um, cause sometimes the loud cutters in school, you know, they really cause a lot of trouble for the other kids. <laughs> You're never, I'm always like, I, you know, I still remember some of the other cutters and I'm like, ah, like, I don't really know what they're up to, but it can't be good stuff. Like, oh, I hope they're not, um, calling their friends at 6 a.m. every night, you know, still. Yeah. But yeah. I was that kid that like, really was like really struggling and like anyone who became my friend was like we talked to the school counselor and we do need to set some boundaries (laughs) with you because I was just so sad all the time and yeah and so my parents found out that I was cutting when I was like 12 and then just just didn't do anything like okay and like you know would like you know would be like are you and I'd be like uh no maybe I am and then like we just They'd be like, but why are you doing that? And then I'd be like, uh, you you know, so very stilted, not productive conversations. And then by the time, I guess, that the school was like, you know, when two teachers called, I think it was like my mom sort of, even if she took it personally, it was like, I think it's time to get over myself a little because our child, you know, two calls from the school is in one day is a little scary. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And even then, I'm pretty sure I did have to find the therapist. Like, okay. I, because they kind of then started procrastinating again. And then I was like, you know, I asked my counselor who I was close with if she had a rec for a therapist. And then, and then that's the one I called and have been with since. Oh, wow. So you don't even have to go and uh, test out a bunch of places, a bunch of people. You know what I mean? Because I always say, like, that's the annoying part about therapy is like, it may take a beat to find somebody. And then because, most of us go into therapy 
because we got something going on, right? Like kind of like that feeling of like time is of the essence. I would like this to happen. And can you be right? <laughs> and then I always feel like I'll do like three sessions and I'm like, I don't know if I like them. <laughs> I don't know if I like you, them. Well, this is the thing. I'm going to say this. Sabrina, it's lucky that it worked out for you. I realized I blocked out actually the first one because she was so mean to me. Oh, no. <laughs> Jesus. And I'm like, oh, right, right, right. There was one bad one who told me that um, she asked if I was comfortable having my mom in the session and like my mm. mom and I, you know, like, no. Like, right. I, you know, there was like, I, there were some major problems between us. And, and I was like, so I felt so ashamed of not wanting my mom in the session that I like apologized relentlessly for it. And the therapist said something like, Oh, I see. Or she was like, she was like, Oh, you don't need to be sorry. You're just like a typical teenager. And like typical teenagers are like something to the effect of like, you know, like narc, like self-involved, like, you know, it was so, I was like, what the hell is going on? Also, I, also, she wouldn't laugh at my jokes, and she would just go, hmm, trying to cope with humor, and then write in her little checkbook. Oh, like, why was she writing oh, no. about me in front of me? Oh, my God. Okay, sorry, sorry. So that's No, that's we don't mine. like that. No, you yeah. should have no, thrown a copy terrible. of Freud's Jokes in the Unconscious or whatever it is and said, <laughs> no, look, this, the founder of your goddamn discipline says jokes are okay. Oh. But I like it at 16. I like at 16, you were out here doing bits and being like, Are, why aren't you responding? Like, I'm out here trying to give you a little zinger. I, I agree. I don't know why you would tear down a people pleaser, like, right away. Like, give them a second. Like, <laughs> but, but I'm going to say, so what I was saying before was that white women have not worked out historically for you, Naomi. Well, I Your... had a good one early. Like I had a good, like, <laughs> a good one early, and then I was like, because it's actually just been in recent years where I was like, I think I have to pivot because I was having a lot of rage. That I, I think it's not that I didn't have the rage before as much as I've gotten more comfortable talking about it. Mm -hmm. A lot of rage, you know, towards what it is to be black in America, and I was like, I think I need to talk to somebody who actually knows it as opposed to someone I have to explain it to, you know? And that's why I was like, we, I got to like make a little pivot. But it's also like, still, it's like, that's not the only thing. You want somebody who can understand a lot of the other stuff too. I think the reason why I was resistant early on is because like older black women reminded me of my mother. You know what I mean? Like when I was like 18 in therapy, I was like, I don't want my mom here. Yes. Anytime I meet an older Asian person that is nice, I'm like, how is this happening? And it's like taking me a long time to be like, you know, like, yeah, some of them are chill. And a lot of them, you know, I'll be like, wow, your English is so good. And it's sorry. I have the thought. I've never said it out loud. And I'm like, yeah, they were born here. They're you. They're you. They're like literally you, but older. Like you need to relax. Relax. Do you have siblings? I, I have a brother. Older, yeah. younger. Uh, younger. Do you uh, all have siblings? Sorry if you've talked about it in your previous podcast. I have a sister. She is a younger sister. She is three and a half years younger. She has a child. <laughs> she is a <laughs> professional, a professional adult, like living a life, owning a house, you know? Yeah, she's a real adult. My parents fucking gave up on me. They gave, the, the minute, the minute my 
my nephew was born, they're like, we're done with Andy. Yeah. <laughs> we know we know who to concentrate on. We know to we know which direction to send most of our love in. <laughs> we'll send a little bit in the other direction. Ten percent. Yeah. But ninety percent ten percent. You get ten percent of the days. love? I get ten percent. If I don't call for a while, uh, I don't get a call. Like <laughs> like <laughs> It's it's mostly incumbent upon me at this point, but uh, that wasn't the question. <laughs> that was not the question. <laughs> you just blew out Sabrina's ears with your laugh. But I'm sorry. Wait, wait. No. I, I oh, you have a question because I have a question. Well, maybe I don't know if it's I don't know what the order is, but okay. But okay, saying the stuff about parents and stuff, I did notice via Instagram you had gone back home for Thanksgiving. Oh wow! Yes, I did. I did. I saw a dog. Yes. I saw a dog. Okay, so I saw a dog. Yes, I yes. stopped, and that gets me to the caption. You know what I mean? I see a dog, and I stop. I go, "What's going on? Whose dog is this? What's happening?" Oh, did you like the dog? It's pretty Gorgeous. cute. Like it's gorgeous, just, yeah. sleepy husky. Thank you. But I was like, but sort of, you know. You know, we're all grown. We don't have to be at home if we don't want to anymore. But you were back there. Do you go visit a lot? Do you feel like your relationship with your parents is in a good place, like, in terms of how you feel with them? Yeah, I think it's in a stable place. It's like I I don't go as often as obviously – or sorry, it's not obvious, but, you know, I they definitely <laughs> want me home more often than I, than I go home. But mm-hmm. I definitely do try – to go home on the holidays, like just like, and you know, for two to three days max. And, and okay. I brought my partner, so it made it, it made it fun. Cause then all this stuff that's hurtful is like kind of hilarious. And um. uh, uh. <laughs> well, just having someone to bear witness, yes. right? Like when someone's so, there and you're like, someone you can just give a look to and be like, do you fucking hear that? Exactly. It's like, what did I tell you? <laughs> I know. Well, do you ever bring partners and then you're just sort of like, and now you see how, why I am the way I am. I think it really helps you just have sympathy for everyone instantly. <laughs> you're like, oh, I totally get every problem you have where it came from. <laughs> yeah. and, that's that's um, why I had you meet my parents so early, Naomi. Oh, is that why I met them four months in, Sabrina? Four months in. <laughs> Was it a very formal meeting? Like, did you all go to dinner and like oh, it was? It like- was a business meeting, so we <laughs> we all had briefcases. <laughs> no, no, it was worse than that. We went to his parents' home like for the holiday weekend, like for Fourth of July weekend. So it's not like a dinner and then dip out. It's like I am there. We are in these people's home. Why are you acting like you had no agency? Why did you go? Yeah, I'm not oh. saying I didn't have agency. Obviously, I was like. Because I think it was th- this feeling. Of course, I knew I didn't have to go. But I was like, oh, my God, this person likes me enough that, like, he's ready for this. And I was like, I'll try this, right? Like, I had never really been in a relationship that felt that for real so early on. And I was like, okay, I'll meet some parents. You know, like, it's always, you know, I, I was very worried. I kept saying it's going to be a guess who's coming to Seder situation. I said, do they know I'm black? Are they prepared? Right? Like, I was like. I gave them a dossier in the briefcase. Sabrina, way to hold Naomi's feet to the fire on that No, one. I, want, I want to withdraw. I want to withdraw. I feel like I attacked Naomi. And- no, no, no. You did not. You did not. No. Absolutely not. No, you, you just held her responsible for her own choices, for her agency in the world as a sovereign subject in the world. <laughs> sovereign subject. That's me. Well, you two seem great now. <laughs> 13 years later. 
13, oh. baby. 13. And it was serious. Like, you were like, I'm, I'm inviting Naomi because this oh, is yeah. that serious. It's four months, and I do feel this way. Oh, yeah. No, I've never invited my hundreds and hundreds of hookups to meet my parents. <laughs> hundreds and hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest bit so far. Uh, what about me does not exude, you know, player. Lothario, if you will. <laughs> That's a word I like that no one uses anymore. Wait, here's the question I was going to ask before. At what point did your relationship with your parents stabilize? Okay, it's like a very recent... All right, let's see. Basically, and it's all going to sound really dramatic, and I'm sorry. So just let me know if I need to explain anything further. But my grandma was recently hit by a truck, like, this year. And so before that, there was some tension with my family because I told them that I was trans, and, like, you know, they did not take it well. And so I was pretty resistant to... So going home because, you know, it was just, it was just uncomfortable. And, but then, you know, when your grandma that you love gets hit by something, then it's all hands on deck. And so I I feel like since we, and and she's totally like, she's totally fine now. What she is? I know she was 80 years old, hit by a large vehicle. And that woman was so, (laughs) she wanted to leave the hospital so bad. They're like, okay, well, we need to see if you can walk and stuff. And she was being such a ham. They'd be like, oh, you want to see me lay down? She would, like, fucking, like, flip herself into the bed and then spread her arms like, ta-da! <laughs> wow. She, like, yeah, she really is a tough a tough nut. And, you know, it was very resistant to taking painkillers. I mean, it was not always the best decision because she was, like, so in pain that she had, yeah. like, you know, it was, like, you know, you're – you're you're making yourself delirious. But how long did it take? I'm just very curious because now you just said someone survived being hit by a truck. How long did it take for her to recover or you know kind of get back to normalish? So she was in that like ICU, like she was in inpatient care for maybe a month, like mm-hmm. or three and a half, like at least at least in the ICU for two weeks, and then was sort of in general inpatient care for like another like week or so, and then we had to transfer her to like an outpatient care facility which was terrible and so that's sort of what's it was like it was, she just would have been better off like at home um uh, well sure and, sure healthcare in america absolutely they had her like bike like do biking exercises because it's just like a very cookie cutter with a fractured foot and to this day her foot is still like not totally healed from that oh yeah God. i know it's just it is what it is but yeah. you know um, since then, I feel like my family and I just like have gotten into the habit of like do- being around each other without bringing up any of it. Uh-huh. So. Oh, I understand yeah. that. A detente? <laughs> oh, my family loves a detente. Yes. No, no, no. Can we keep everything placid and pleasant? Yes. Okay. That, you know what? I'll take it. I'll take that. Do you do board games? I feel like that's like, I'm like, I've introduced board games and poker to our family and it's, it's saved every, like we just, we can talk about that. And just play games until it's that's, nighttime. That's smart. Uh, that's that's smart. We you used to do. We used to do board games all the time. Facts and five. Trivial pursuit. Oh, trivial pursuit. Pictionary. Oh, yeah, <laughs> these were staples. Wow, your eyes rolled back for trivial pursuit. <laughs> <laughs> Na- I, folks, Naomi's toes curled and her eyes rolled back. And <laughs> well, because I used to love that game. It was you know I was an only child. You know all these games require three to five players. Okay. So I didn't have a lot of options, but it was like Trivial Pursuit. My mom would play with me and Scrabble. Those are like the two mm. games that we would do together. 
and especially growing up because it was just me and her like looking back i'm like yeah man being a single parent single parent period is like you know my god prayers up the most impossible job but also when it's like an only child it's like you gotta spend all your time with a kid you gotta just spend all your time with this child you have to not obviously just caring for them but also entertaining them because you can't just go okay you guys go play together somewhere (laughs) And this is why, have I told you that I've, and I have no real data other than my own personal experience, but I think that's why so many um, haters, like online, like trolls are like mothers and parents. Have you noticed that? No. Okay. All right. That's been my experience. Every morning I wake up with like a new comment on my Instagram that's like, you are a disgrace. You are in it. And then I'll go on her page and she's like the mother of three. And I'm like, oh my God. What? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I could, I could see that in a way in terms of like when you're isolated, when you're siloed, just being much more online period. Right. And then just being like, I have anger, but I can't take it out on the people closest to me. So I'll take it out on a stranger. (laughs) It's a sick world we live in. (laughs) Bad. Um, can I ask you how long you've been with your partner? Yes, I've been with my partner for three and a half years. Oh, oh my wow. Okay. Yes. That's a long that's a long love affair. Is that is that your longest relationship? Mm-hmm. It is. It is. All right. It's, you know, we'll see. Hopefully hopefully it lasts, you know, till one of us dies. Oh wow. And yeah. might I add, I and might I add, I hope we both live a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it was good to have. Well, hold on, it was good to have that addendum on there, yeah. right? Just, yeah, yeah. Because what if you were just like, <laughs> you were just like, God, I hope one of us just kicks it soon. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, you know, one of us is terminally ill, so I'm just, I'm just trying to kind of get over that hump and then <laughs> get over that hump. Like, I really hate breaking up with people, so. <laughs> I do. I actually fully do. Do like, is it okay? Well, I was going to ask you before your partner. Like, did you date a lot? Did you like pine from afar? What was the vibe? You know, I I did I dated, but none of them were like so so serious. But I mm-hmm. I definitely like was more of like a. I mean, I have this problem where like anytime I hook up with someone, I'm like. Man, I love you forever. Like you could call me anytime you want. Like I don't really like hook up with people and not catch feelings, and mm-hmm. and so I I have mostly like I dated like three or four other people before them, and and every single time the relationship is pretty bad and was bad for a while, and I wouldn't oh, no. and like I could not. I mean, you know, like I have a joke sort of about this one person I was with who like didn't want to be gay and like would call me her squirrel friend. Instead of her oh, girlfriend, yeah. just to like avoid saying girlfriend. I, I was with her for like a year. I, you know, like I let her dump me. Like it's just like, oh God, you know. Oh, so that was real. Okay, sorry. <laughs> that's in, that's in again. We don't know how much you got paid for it, but that was in <laughs> your Netflix set. And the squirrel friend is a real, that was a real person. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I hate lying. So if I'm emoting, I'm telling my truth. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Except for the Amanda Gorman thing. I don't really hate Amanda in any way, shape, or form. Okay. okay. I, I, sorry, sorry, sorry. Some people, I have a bit about just like how Amanda Gorman beat me at a story slam. And, and every now and then, like people will really um, earnestly like wish for her downfall in front of me. And I'm like, that's it's your misunderstanding. Yes. Right, right, right. That's not what this is about. No, oh, if anything, 
we have a symbiotic relationship. I actually need her to keep succeeding. Otherwise, I lose the joke, you know? <laughs> Every time she flops on Twitter, I'm like, what are you doing, Amanda? Get it together! Wait, though. I need to talk, when you say not liking to break up, is it simply because you don't like conflict? Oh, I, okay. For a while, it was just that, like, I just couldn't, I, I am not someone who, like, ever trusted if i if i'm like i am unhappy my first instinct isn't like and and it's my first instinct isn't it's not my fault and there's something i that i don't like and i actually i don't need to change it's 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 something else you know Mm -hmm. and so i think it just if i was very unhappy i just would always assume that i need to like you know like to to just like it, I don't know that I need to like fix what I was feeling. And then even if I did break up with them, if they ever were just like, I'm really sorry. Like I love to nurture. So I'd be like, no problem. Let's get back together. And that, that's sort of my, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. What's different about your current relationship? Okay. So I traditionally am like, I have major simp vibes where I like will fo- like have a huge crush <laughs> from afar. And then I'll be like, they're the perfect person. And like, I will sort of like, you know, um, you know, like I, I usually like, am, like I have crushes on people that um, are cold mm-hmm. or like, you know, like are not, you know, you have to crack them open a little bit and you're, you know, and then I, you know, I'm just silly clown idiot and they're like cool, smart, interesting, um, manic pixie dream girl vibes. And then my uh-huh. current partner is like the first person that I feel like really like simped hard for me. And I initially didn't even like understand <laughs> that it was like a romantic thing. Like I just was like, Oh, I'm very intrigued by this person, but I'm not, I wasn't even like clocking it as like flirting, mm. but then, you know, but then once I did, you know, they're just, they're just so like tender and like, you know, I just think that's why they're just like so sweet and like a good person. And, and I, um, and, and, and that does make, and there, I don't know. So does that, you know, also we all chase after our parents and I like, I loved being with, you know, my parents were a little bit, if you can tell from the story, like a little stunted emotionally. And so like the people that I ended up dating were often people where I'd be like having to explain why being called a squirrel friend might not make someone feel very good. <laughs> right. And like, that is the role I was really comfortable in. It's like, Oh, when you act like you don't know who I am, it makes me feel small. And they're like, wow, I've never thought about it that way. <laughs> and I, I love that kind of stuff. And my partner of three and a half years is not like that at all. And yeah. It's, yeah. Well, I also think, cause I, I, I understand that feeling. Cause I guess, okay. You keep me young. I'm saying simp vibes now. So <laughs> Majors, would you be offended? If, I don't know if we'll call the episode this, but would you be offended if we call the episode Major Simp Vibes? No, I want. I would love that. I keep thinking about getting simp tattooed on my bicep. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I think I was that way, like always crushing on people, and as you said, sort of having an image of a person and kind of getting attached before they've actually proven themselves in some way. Yes, and, and like this, Andy and I were friends for a while first, and you were interested in me kind of before I knew what I was feeling and in a way it was helpful because what I think it at least for me what it gave me was like I was able to be myself and be comfortable right so from the get-go the vibe was comfort not me going how do I make you love me and that's kind of what it sounds like too with your with your person right like this idea of like you didn't know it was like that 
but you knew you liked them as a person. And then it kind of had the natural evolution. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, comfort is not something I associate with, like, being horny or having a crush. So it really took somebody else making me feel comfortable and explaining to me that that's a sex thing. (laughs) I was like, okay, then I'm on board. Okay, you know, because until then I was like, you know, sex is bad. Like, sex feels insane. It's supposed to be life-ruining. Mm, um okay okay did, did you grow up in my generation i always say that I, well first off i'm not even full like i am a cusper but yeah oh if that means it i just i just wanted to be clear like i'm just queer and i'm not really gen z or gen alpha you know like <laughs> i really am an older i'm old older than you know like the real gen z gen z people and and yeah people tell me that i have the personality of like an old man (laughs) (laughs) oh that's so funny i mean i think you will you know when you're like 50 or 60 i expect old man fashions you know what i mean like a button-down sweater, perhaps tucked into a high pant. Oh, thanks. I know. Oh, wait. Like high, ah! like really high waisted. No, no, not high. Like, like not like not. You're not yeah. elderly. Not no, like no, no. not like a eighty-five-year-old <laughs> okay. walking no. around the mall. But you know what I mean, like an above-the-hip pant. Sure, sure. Sorry, there was only one old man from my high school who had high waist, and you know, I just I never want to hear him talk about indigenous peoples again. So I just. What? Hold on. What subject was this person teaching? What uh, he, he, teaching taught, geometry? He, ta- he taught AP U.S. history, and uh, you know, uh-huh. but he's not. He's, uh, sorry, Mr. Zellers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. Did you well, like Ann Arbor? Did you like your Ann Arbor times as a place? I mean, you were going through it emotionally, as you said, but as like a place to grow up, or maybe. Kind of where you were at emotionally Were you is too linked. Dreaming of Detroit. I was always dreaming of <laughs> California. Like I, for some reason, I think because of like Asian YouTubers, I was like, that is like the it was like the promised land to me. I was like that, you know, like, and I would wear like backwards hats and like longboard all the time, even though like that wasn't a thing in Michigan. Yeah. Um, I, it's hard to separate like what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. But when I go back now to Ann Arbor, I mean, I do love just, I do, like, I'm just so used to, like, seeing lots of trees and, like, just, like, a quieter town. Like, that part I do like. And it's really not the most, like, conservative or fucked up, you know, place mm-hmm. in Michigan. So, right. um, but I think it does, I it's not a place where, like, if you're a queer Asian person like i just you know i to, i don't know i feel like i just didn't know how to make sense of who i was because of because of michigan so that, that's okay. that's you know where you're just like who like who am i like you you just like i just felt very lonely and confused and every day someone would always ask me like i have no idea who your friends are like who are your friends and you're you know huh. just the feeling of like i don't i you know and then you go to new york and there's just more People like, you know, you just have a better sense of. So I think that is what really did the most damage was just not really seeing people who, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, uh, could place you. And and also everyone's obsession with boats. I didn't totally get like, <laughs> sure. I don't miss that. Yeah, sure. Was it New York? Was the move to New York that you think everything kind of clicked for you? It was. I mean, I 
don't even know if to this day I really feel like I have, like, a strong sense of belonging. But even just doing, like, stand-up in New York, like, in Brooklyn, like, like, I don't feel like I totally fit in. But it's so much better than when I was, you know, like, trying to connect with, I don't know, like, doing open mics in Michigan or, like, doing clubs in Michigan. So, mm-hmm. Sorry if this is so boring. No, no, I mean, as a person, do you think things clicked once you moved to New York? Or was it just yeah, seeing, like all the work you were doing in therapy? That's the stuff that really. Oh, no. Honestly, <laughs> I was just thinking about how, like, if I did not date my partner, like, lately therapy's just been like, Cara, what the fuck? You didn't notice that I had ADHD and, like, might be have, like, some autistic traits? Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> it's, like, all of therapy right now is sort of, like, having people around me who really see me for who I am. And, like, you know, um, it's it's informing my therapy. Like, yeah, so I feel like I'm still figuring out who I am. But, mm-hmm. you know, classic. That is a classic. Um, I'm trying to coin Asian ADHD like the ad experience where everyone's just like, I guess I've just met enough Asian people who are like, yo, I just found out I had ADHD. And then we'll be like, well, before that I was told that I had, and then like in unison we'd be like complex PTSD. It was always like, it was always like, cause we'd always tell our therapist like, Hey, I'm having a hard time. Like, with school or like it's like it's just really hard emotionally or like I feel like I'm reading slower it's like I can't concentrate and they'll be like can you actually not like are you actually not good at this or did your parents make you think you were bad at this and like there's just such a rigid Uh, idea of what an Asian parent is like I think so many high like like success like you know on paper successful Asians just get funneled into like complex PTSD because it just fits the idea of like you know, an emotionally abusive parent. And instead of just, instead of being like, well, maybe they just literally have ADHD. (laughs) You know, Asian people can be creative too. Like they can also. (laughs) Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. You're I I could see that like, cause there are these stereotypes of the, of Asian parents being rigid. And so then it's like, well, if you've come into therapy, then my God, you've really, you've really got it bad. You know, it's that idea. And that happens all the time where it's like, well, like, is it possible since your grades are good and your parents are mean that maybe you're not actually bad? You just think you're bad. And, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Wow. There's so yeah, many I'm new sorry. diagnoses for everyone. When I was that a is- kid, it was, it was, there was no diagnoses. No one got yeah. a diagnosis when I was a kid. You were just, they, <laughs> you didn't go and to now therapy you at can all. You go on TikTok and <laughs> anyone will diagnose you with anything you want. You can no, whatever you want. There was no you TikTok. <laughs> You were told to play with the big wheels out in the dirt patch. <laughs> the dirt patch. <laughs> oh my god! But no, but that is. But I guess that that's kind of why I was asking you. I mean, we're joking about that, but that's kind of why I was asking that question of how did your parents feel or whatever? Because you are a bit younger, and you know we are joking about the TikTokification of mental health and health and self care. But like, I think as you said, you in high school is probably more of a those words like kind of floated around, right? Even if you didn't know necessarily what to do, but this idea, TikTok wasn't around, but like self care and looking yeah, within. But that's and what we I'm need saying. To talk is is that right or am I, mean, I wrong? I was joking. Well, I'm about just it. thinking. I'm like, no, 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 yeah, yeah. There was a yeah. lot of like, okay, definitely my freshman year of college, holding space had already gone too far. 
It was, <laughs> it was, it was hurting me to hear. But yes, there was an idea of boundaries by the time I was in high school. Yeah, wow. yeah. That's so when I was, I mean, I was joking, but also it was just when I was a child, your inner life was just an undifferentiated mass of things. <laughs> your bodily feelings was an undifferentiated. It was, I was like pre, pre modern philosophy mm, pre okay you know okay okay Kant starts kind of like <laughs> articulating things but you know it was just this kind of 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 it was just stuff happening in your body and you had no words for it yes yes yes, yes. <laughs> but also the idea of boundaries i think so much of like being a kid it was like you do what you're told right and it wasn't like you get to question and every adult is an authority and it is at, and like that person's absolute and that to me does really play into stuff like not being able to trust yourself and not knowing when you're like i feel bad and is it because of someone else's behavior or is it because there's something quote unquote wrong with me you know whereas to me like shit if i knew the word boundaries at 14 <laughs> the game would have changed the game would have changed <laughs> Uh, okay. Do you wait, want to try? Do you want to do a question? We have a a cup. Wait. I, I, yes. Let's try to get to as many of these because some of these are holiday questions, and I have had a terrible track run of answering questions way On time. Too, way too late. <laughs> there was okay. one I j- for our Patreon that was literally two years late <laughs> that I found in, in the inbox. And I, uh, the person, it wasn't a big deal. And the person was like, yeah, you know what? You know, obviously it's two years later, but if you want to have fun with it, answer it. So we did, but, but, but I'm trying to, okay. I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to be better. You are work in progress and that's beautiful. So let's take a quick break and we will be right back. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Can we take a minute and talk about Skims? Now, you know I'm a recent Skims convert, having tried their underwear in the last few months, and I am now living lifted, supported, changed. So I decided to keep trying new stuff. And let me tell you, Skims basics and foundations are where it's at. Yes, I recently got the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt. And y'all, it is so comfortable. It's been the perfect layer for me. I'm rocking it under a cardigan or a sweater when I want to keep it fitted and fabulous and not look all bulky. I mean, y'all know I'm back to work. Hashtag blessings. And I'm definitely that girl who is always cold in the office, okay? I need my layers, but I'm still trying to look put together. And the soft, smoothing, seamless shirt is helping me get it right. 
And I also got the boyfriend t-shirt in Heather Gray. And it is so friggin' soft and comfortable. And it's giving casual but intentional when I wear it with a pair of jeans. I'm feeling very good at it. So if you want to give these and other basics a try, shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small through 4X. Thank you for the range, Skims. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's skims.com. Go check out everything they've got and the new t-shirt shop. With Sabrina Wu here to help you handle your scandal, honey. Sabrina's been in therapy for 47 years. Okay? So they have the answers. They have the knowledge. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I don't want to do a voice, and it was so bad. I'm so sorry. All right, let's just go. <laughs> We get questions from all over. We get questions from Twitter, from Instagram, from Gmail, from voicemail. Naomi, what is the phone number? Voicemail is, of course, our favorite. 323-524-7839. There is a three-minute limit. Set. Here's the thing. Because people have been blowing past the three-minute limit. By that, I mean <laughs> the, it cuts them off, and they, they don't get their question in. Set a timer. <laughs> Set a timer. And at the very top, Naomi has suggested this. At the very top, yeah. give us a too long, didn't read. Give us a thesis. I, well, I always say I go top of it, you go pronouns, log line. Yes. Okay? Tell me those things up top. That way, if you get cut off later, I have the basics. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to give me the top piece. Yeah. Okay. So like I said before the break, we've gotten some holiday ones. And I this one is so, uh, you know, we like starting off with something a little lightweight. This one's pretty lightweight. Uh, so I think we can uh, do this very quickly. Here we go. Um, hi, Andy and Naomi and guests. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, really, I'm so excited to have anything to call you all about, um, but it's kind of frivolous, so I don't know. Um, I'm looking for the perfect white elephant gift for my family. Apparently, among my family, we don't give each other used gifts anymore or, like, re-gift things. We actually go out and buy things specifically for the white elephant exchange, which I think makes it not a white elephant but anyway um it's very competitive in my family and i want to give a good gift i'm thinking something humorous or maybe something edible um but i am completely blanking on ideas so things that have been exchanged in the past are books about the pope books about corruption in the catholic church they didn't those weren't hits by the way um so that's not the direction i'm looking to go in (laughs) food has been perennially popular um, and this is my first time being invited, so I want to do a good job. If you guys have any suggestions, um, that would be so helpful. Thank you so much, and you guys are so great. Okay. So. But wait, I'm already confused. Yes. <laughs> because they said at the end, this is my first time being invited? But is it their own family's white elephant? I think maybe to a partner's family. Well, is white elephant where you get gifts for everybody, or no. you like put a gift in the pile and then people pick? Yes. Okay, okay. A, I, think, I despise it. Yes, no, I don't like that either. <laughs> and then they usually get a you get a gag gift for it, right? You get like a whoopee cushion or a hand uh-huh. buzzer, joy buzzer. Or, or, or in this family's case, a crucifix. Yes. Or like <laughs> What about an edible crucifix? <laughs> so yeah, you could stay on theme. Chocolate, a giant yeah, chocolate. A giant <laughs> chocolate and instead of Jesus, it's a a rabbit. It's the Easter rabbit. <laughs> the Easter bunny? Yeah. 
the Easter bunny. What? It's, you can't call it the Easter rabbit. It has to be the Easter bunny. I just thought it was funny because there's just times where I was like, you grew up Jewish. <laughs> and you'll be like, it's an Easter rabbit on a cross. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you're getting confused. Okay, Sabrina, are you good at gift giving? Can you like, you know what I mean? Like, do you just like, no, do you remember what someone says? And it's like, okay, I'm going to get them that. No, I'm so, I'm so bad at, at this. This is like one of my greatest character flaws. Same, same. I'm like so bad at gifts. I feel like I have close friends, but I couldn't tell you what they like. Does that make sense? If I'm like, I know what they're kind of into, but I'm like, I don't know what book to get you. Does this make any sense? I don't know. It's like, I know the person, but I don't know what object connects to them it, yes yes <laughs> i know and i always end up being like uh it's actually just so i mean i also just have this fear of like am i reading them wrong or like am i in some way being racist where i'm like they're asian and here is an asian author like is that okay <laughs> is that uh. depends on what author right <laughs> okay okay I w- okay what about something again because white elephant means right you have to get a gift that like anybody could pick up and use but here's the other yes thing. I think, that's that's sorry yeah. i think they also said that it wasn't exactly a white elephant so i'm wondering if it's more of a secret santa type it, i think it's only not a white elephant in the i feel like maybe sh- i didn't know this but maybe it felt like she was implying that like um usually with white elephants you're trying to give away shit you don't want anyways and that's why you throw in this big pile but in this Ah. case she still has to go and buy something right so maybe that's what so maybe that's the thing it has to be a nice white elephant well what about and this is something i think anyone love what about a nice scarf a nice little scarf (laughs) are terrible at gifts that's the worst but if it's supposed to be for anybody oh what is something anybody could have i don't know a scarf? scarf What about a scarf with uh, Christ on the cross stitched into it? Look, yes. the Pope. What about the Pope on the cross? Is miter also with a nail in it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Or okay, gold belly, right? Because they said food is popular. There's that gold belly, and I don't know what it costs. So, so if you're looking, like, so I don't know if I'm giving you something bad. But there's like a gold gold belly where you can like order food from all different places. We're not sponsored by them. They folks. have a lot of like cakes and pies and things. And there's like one of those things where it's like you showed me this. It was like a a pie inside a cake inside like some fudge. Do you know what I mean like it was like each layer was like a different thing, like a turducken for baked goods? You are struggling. I'm literally saying ideas, they said and, humorous, and he's saying I'm struggling, and I'm saying ideas. or edible. Why not combine the two? Edible underwear. It's very funny. You can Someone, someone will open and be like, Sabrina, oh, it's a gag gift. do you see how I'm out here trying to give practical gift ideas, and this fool over here talking about some panties or the post? <laughs> okay? I know. Are those really the two? Th- is that your binary? It has to be panties or pope? For Can't me, we yes. have something nice in between? <laughs> um, I stand I, by a fun cake. A fun I cake. I do. I like where Naomi's head's at. I personally like when I... But, okay, I, you know, I guess it depends. You know, I think things to consider. Um, you, you know, are, is your is this family corny? Like... Cause, cause I do think funny gifts tend to not be that funny, right? It's on, or it's on the corny side. 
So if they're if they're people that love that, they, then go for it. But otherwise, I, I always prefer like what's the thing that I will actually use. So I think scarf is awesome. I was gonna pitch if there were younger hipstery people like some. Oh god, I don't believe in myself anymore. Um, just like a like a film, you know, like a disposable film camera. Is mm. that? You hate it. You hate no, it. No, no, no. Because I was thinking, I'm like, yeah, one of those, the little Polaroid ones, right? That like kind of look hip and cool and fun. Colors. Oh, sure. That one. Yes. Especially if, yeah. I mean, because, right, it's all about Christmas, right? So you give them that and then they take a bunch of pictures of Christmas, right? And then it's like, look at our memories. Like, gorgeous. Yes. And, and you know what? Sorry I shut you down, Andy. Why don't we, why don't we stick a, like a, a why not? And you know what? You put, you take a Polaroid of yourself in panties and you include <laughs> that in the gift. <laughs> what about, what's the thing that they walk around with in a Catholic church that has like incense or something in it? Oh, I it's know you're like, talking about that, like, swings back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, I don't okay, know what but it's you, called. You put cupcakes in there. Put cupcakes <laughs> in <laughs> so there. So they unwrap it, and they're like, oh, I could go to mass and eat cupcakes. Okay. Look, you look. it's a Friday night. Sabrina got stuff to do. You better stop with the Pope. And you, we, I think we've answered this. I stand by gold belly fun like cake or cupcake. I stand by a Speedy Ortiz album. A Speedy Ortiz album. A cupcake film camera fun film camera disposable moments so people could just like go yay we're having fun let's take pictures of ourselves um yeah these are these i are also think good. dumb pajamas or like a dumb pajama pant you know what i mean something with like a funk like a fun <laughs> or silly design <laughs> well, the design <laughs> like jesus the design being crucified uh-huh. <laughs> thank you everyone <laughs> no problem <laughs> on theme all right can we do one more oh oh yeah of course all right, here we go. Hi, Andy and Naomi. My name's Claire. She, her pronouns. First of all, I love you both, especially your activism and outspokenness around COVID and continuing to mask up with N95s on the picket lines. Yeah, I just love you both. My question for you both is identifying as people that are <laughs> sex nude and sex neg. How does that impact your friendships, especially with like your single friends? or your poly friends. Um, I also identify as sex nude slash sex neg, um, but I'm in my 20s. And a lot of my friends are in relationships that, you know, foresee them going on a lot of different dates. And sometimes they want to tell me about their dates afterwards. Sometimes it can be pretty graphic. (laughs) And I don't want to be too outspoken about, hey, I don't actually want to hear about how you got fisted in your lift yesterday, but, (laughs) you know, I don't want to hear it, but I want them to continue being open with me. So let me know if you have any advice around that. Thanks so much. Love you. Bye. Do you have to, (laughs) that seems like you're really getting in there. If you're getting fisted in a lift. That's living. That's someone on, that's someone with a full social calendar. Doesn't the driver like, hey, what's going on back there? (laughs) Now, Sabrina, do you identify as sex negative, sex neutral, sex positive? I'm like, oh, what a, you know, it's like I'm like sex positive rising, but but mm. sex negative moon, you know, like I just <laughs> like I really um, I feel a lot of shame for myself, but I love to talk about and hear about what's going on with other people. Mm. Well, I will say that I'm the same way. Like, I don't. But here's the thing I will say, because this to me is an easy question. It's like. Say, I don't want to hear about you getting fisted in a lift. Like, you can, like, that's not you being prude to me to be like, I don't need to know that part. But, like, we can, you know what I mean? Like, because I, I'll but it's also, to- a, it's an age thing, right? Because our, because I think 
at our age, people aren't talking. I mean, maybe not to me. Maybe this to me. But here's the thing. And sorry to interrupt. I know that I had a friendship where uh, he wanted to like talk about his sex life and I didn't want to hear it. And that friendship ended. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to know what you do with your, look, I'm happy that you're doing whatever you want with your butt or your genitals or what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Happy. You're doing whatever you want. I'm happy for you. Yeah. I got, I got him a card, a greeting card that said, I'm happy (laughs) for you that you're, that you're doing things with your parts. I just don't want to talk about it. And I, I don't want to talk about it personally. And also, like, I don't know, because then you can, like, ah, it's, it's too much. <laughs> but that but that person didn't want to be friends with me. They're like, no, this is part of the this is part of the thing. And I'm like, all right. Honestly, it's fine. But That's what I mean. If someone doesn't want to be friends with you because you don't want to hear graphic sex stories. Like, to me, I like a story where, like, oh, was, was something unexpected, something random. Like, you know, almost give me the Sex in the City style highlights, you know, where it's like, Jack Rabbit, or like whatever the funny thing was about it. He wanted me to sit on a cake. Yeah, like that's funny. That's fun. That's an unexpected situation. But like, I don't hear about run of the mill stuff. Yeah, like gr- run of the mill. Yeah. I, like, but like graphic run of the mill. I'm like, yeah, oh, like, it's like I know what happens. Yeah. I know what it is. <laughs> we know the we know all the run of the we're middle aged. We know all the run of the mill stuff. Okay. Maybe it's more exciting for you, Sabrina. <laughs> more exciting. <laughs> No, Paco no, is no. Here. I'm so sorry about this cat. She heard. She heard that everyone was talking about sex, and she wanted to get in on all. <laughs> well, sure. um, well, she's she been spayed. spayed. She just got spayed. She's just been spayed. Yeah, she, she said. So, wait, what? she still has some of that left in her. It's, it hasn't fully left her system yet. Um, um, I I get feel. I, I lean okay, so I definitely am someone who overshares, and so my only caution is like, if you're, you know, I of course set your boundaries. I I really I believe in that. I think what happens for people who do chronically overshare are I think it's like in their brain they're just trying to be honest and open up to you, and you know people are so sensitive about sex. I'm I'm basically advising you to use a lot of I statements and if you have to, if you want to preserve the friendship even consider lying. Like if you don't want to hear about it because it's just gross the way they do it, don't say like just keep that to yourself and and maybe am I giving terrible advice? Like it no, just no, if your yeah. friendship is important, if your friendship's important, you know, like it can just be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. Like I really love you, but like I just, you know, like, I I just, you know, it's, I, I think it might be just the way I was raised, but I just feel kind of weary when I hear about certain graphic things. And then I feel like it makes them feel less embarrassed that they sh- overshared with you. Yes, I think what you're saying, the point of, right, like, you can tell someone this part of the combo is not for me without shaming them. Like, to be sex negative is not for me to think that other people are dirty or wrong. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's not what it is to me. Is not like, totally. you're an animal. Like, that's not what it is. When I brought up edible underwear just five minutes ago, Naomi, you shamed Because <laughs> it's a terrible white elephant present. I shamed that pitch as a present. It was terrible. <laughs> but... Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think that's what, yeah, what you're saying is right, Sabrina, is sort of like, you know, and yeah, and if you're like, I, I mean, because, okay, is it, is it shaming to say to someone, like, 
you're giving me so much information. Now I'm imagining you, you know, and like in the middle of sex, you know, something like that, where you're like, now I'm imagining you and I can't imagine you, you know, not, I don't know. Is that too weird? No, it's not. No, you're not being mean. I just love, you know, I always prepare for the other person being completely and totally emotionally stunted. So this, the, my, my recommendation is if you want to be friends with this person who has no ability to regulate their emotions, this is how you do it. But of yeah. course, if you're like, I don't want to picture you having sex, like, there's nothing wrong about that. Yeah. But, but they, yeah. you know, if they're crazy, like I was in middle school, you know, they would be like, why, why is me having sex so disgusting? And right. it's like, no one is saying that. Right, right, right. But That's what I'm saying. Yeah, right. it's like, that's not what I wanted to be interpreted as. It was more like... I just didn't want to hear about your Doctor Doom thing cosplay stuff. Doctor Doom thing co- Oh, Thing is the one thing. character. The Thing. Doctor Doom is another character. For you, Naomi, The Thing was played by Michael Chiklis on uh, the movies. Yes, I remember. <laughs> I remember Michael Chiklis's version of The Thing. Ben Grimm. Sorry, I should have said Doctor Doom Ben Grimm cosplay. <laughs> Thank you. That would make it a little clearer. <laughs> that would make it clearer. <laughs> Actually, I would want if any of my friends are doing Doctor Doom Ben Grimm cosplay. I actually do want to hear about that. Yeah, no, but that's what I, that goes back to. That's interesting. That's fun. That's unexpected. Yeah. I just don't want to hear right? about like. Yeah, how's this? You know what? I think this is actually a good rule of thumb. Enough with the pedestrian stuff, okay? You can <laughs> if you want to. If you it, look, live your life. If that's all you want to do in your own life, that's great. But just don't talk about pedestrian stuff. Like I just mm. can't imagine a bunch of like guys together like watching a game and being like yeah so uh i touched your butthole like i just don't like it like that seems so boring to me but if it was like yeah we dressed up like the fantastic four then it would be like okay that's interesting we are so sex neg and sex nooch <laughs> we can't even think of normal <laughs> like examples well i can't think of normal examples <laughs> No, that's such a classic kink scenario. I see it all the time. Exactly. <laughs> I mentioned people sit on cakes. That's a sex thing. No, yeah, people sit on cakes. I I'm that. sure. You know what? In the, I'm sorry. In the history, in the history of all human sexuality, I am sure somebody cosplayed as members of the Fantastic Four. Probably Mr. Fantastic and the Invisible Woman, I'm saying. Of course. But I'm, course. I wanted to make it a little more interesting and have a Dr. Doom Ben Grimm. I understand. I understand. If any of my friends, any okay, listeners, you're yelling. <laughs> if any listeners have done this, please, please write it. You can do it anonymously. I think the answer is what Sabrina said of like I statements. You could say like, or you, you know, something where you go, "That's my limit." Like that can kind of be the phrase of like instead of like. Stop, stop. It's like, that's my limit. That's all I can take. You know, making it about you, keeping it simple, and then just being like, you know, yeah, just making it so that, yeah, it's not about that person feeling like they're somehow gross as much as you're like, this is, this is too much for me. And it's like your own, that's your own thing. Yeah. Don't be Carrie. That's all we're going to say, though. Don't be Carrie. Carrie's always shaming the rest of the. the Oh, on Sex of the City. Carrie's shaming the rest of them. Well, I thought it was Charlotte was always like, oh, clutching my pearls. But I don't really remember. I like watched it, but I wasn't in deep, if that makes sense. (laughs) 
Anyway, do you like the Fantastic Four, Sabrina? Oh, it's it's all going in the same place in my brain where coconuts is. It's just all <laughs> coconuts for the last five minutes. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. That's a good shorthand. It's all coconuts for me. Someone's saying something, you're like, it's all coconuts. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Sabrina. 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 Oh, Naomi. Oh, Andy. <laughs> Thank you so much, you so much Thank for, you joining for joining us. us. This Thanks for having me. This was so fun. And I hope it, I, you know, I hope it was good on your end. Oh, it was great on our end. You're a dream and a delight. Your Netflix set is hysterical. So everybody got to watch that. Still and- haven't told us how much you got paid for it, but. <laughs> 15000 I was paid 15000 flat. 15000 okay. flat. Okay, not bad. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, we want the residuals on Netflix. You know what I'm saying? We want the residuals. Hey, yeah, maybe after maybe after the Oh, that was done before the strike ended. No, it's all about those residuals, but look, we love it. I'm glad the world. I mean, look, you've had such a good year. I know that's like a gross Hollywood phrase, but like that sense of like I just like when funny people like the when the world recognizes them. So that's like what's exciting, you know? So I just like love to see you shine, baby. Love to see you shine. Oh, well, are, we're not recording. Are we still recording? I mean, whatever. Just thanks. That means so much. I, I really have loved your stand up for so long. So it's really like, it means a lot. Yeah. All right, everyone. I'll see you next time. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.